Well, I think we see uh, a lot of seasonality with our diseases. Um, starting off in the spring, I think one of the first big ones that we get around here is Enomasporium leaf spot. Yeah. It presents as red lesions on mostly Indian hawthorn and on uh, Photinias. Yeah. They have this succulent tender new growth that hasn't yet formed a waxy leaf coating and it's easily infected and we have these mild temperatures with lots of rainfall, high humidity, yep. clouds, very favorable uh, climate for diseases to develop, for fungal diseases, certain ones. And so we get a, a rapid uh, increase in the incidence of that disease. Right. So the Entosporium leaf spot, uh, well, you mentioned India hawthorns. A lot of those have been removed from the landscape after the uh, winter storm in 2021. Um, so I have to worry too much about those anymore. I see new ones in landscapes <laughs> oh, no, every day. They're coming back. Yes. Um, and then the Fatinias, uh, red tips. I still see them around. A lot of those have been removed as well as a result of Entosporium. Well, it bleeds them of their energy over time because it causes them to defoliate, yep. which usually the main purpose of a red tip fatinia is for screening. Mm -hmm. And they don't perform their function very well if they're heavily diseased right. and they're defoliating. And so uh, the plant has to draw on reserve energy to put out new leaves. And as long as the conditions are still favorable and you've got all that inoculum still on the plant, it's just going to get reinfected and it's going to fall off again. And so over time, the plants just lose all their energy reserves and they become weak and even more susceptible to disease. And it's just self-fulfilling almost. Correct. And so, yeah, that's definitely uh, one that you were going to be seeing now on, on trees and shrubs. It looks like a lot of people are familiar with black spot on rose. And I'd say entosporium looks a lot like black spot. Yeah, except that it's red and, and the black spots are black, and with, but they both have a halo. Yeah. The Enomasporium has a, a yellow halo around it, as does the black spot on the rose. Uh, that's, a, that's another common one that we see a lot, and again, weather-influenced. And another big one that we see weather-influenced is powdery mildew. Mm -hmm. Now, it's usually a little later in the year. The Enomasporium is kind of one of our kickoff diseases. And then we start to see the powdery mildew as it starts to warm up. We see it a lot. Uh, in mid to late spring and in the earliest parts of summer when yep. we still have humidity and rainfall typically, but the temperatures are a little higher. Um, you've probably seen it on crepe myrtles. Crepe. We see it on oaks. Another big one that's not re leaf related that we see in, in our service area, um, typically kicking off late May, early June, we start to see a lot of oak trees declining from root diseases. Ah. We have a lot of post oaks in our right. area. Sandy soil that's typically coarse textured, and, and I consider post oak kind of a site indicator. When you see post oaks, generally you can assume that at least the top layer of soil is pretty sandy and highly aerated. And these trees have a certain set of adaptations. They're not adapted to wet feet. They don't like being irrigated three, four, or five times a week and it weakens them, stresses them out. And this is about the time of year when we start to see the effects of the root rot hitting them. Right, right. Um, another one, you actually mentioned this one a little earlier, um, it is one of the ones we don't see a whole lot that you see in the Midwest, but I do see it around here, uh, specifically on oaks. It was Tubachia leaf spot. Mm -hmm. And I see it typically in later summer as we kind of progress on. Yes. And we get into late July and August. Uh, I mostly see it on post oaks and on our Schumard red oaks and other associated red oaks. 
uh, it, it presents as little small round, almost BB sized lesions on the leaf surface. But one particular plant that I actually didn't recognize what it was because it presented so differently uh, was on a blackjack oak. Okay. And I took some samples and I, I sent it in. It, it almost looked like major drought stress mm -hmm. um, with a lot of scorch around the margin of the leaf and the whole leaf almost turning brown and getting crunchy. But that's not a plant that you would normally expect to see major drought stress on, especially in an irrigated yard. It's a native drought tolerant species. You commonly find it associated with post oaks, cedar elms, eastern red cedars, uh, chittim woods. So it, it's a it's an adapted native species, but I was seeing these symptoms that look like drought stress and wanting to know what it was, uh, I sent it in and the lab identified it as Tubakia. It had a pretty profound effect on the health of those trees. Normally with uh, the post oaks and the red oaks that where I see it, we get some leaf drop, but it's not um, typically a huge leaf drop that contributes negatively to plant health. It's more right. of a nuisance. Um, but on these blackjacks, it was actually a, a pretty big problem. Another disease that we get that comes from Phytophthora, Phytophthora cankers. Mm -hmm. Those cankers are the little sores on the side of the tree. It's kind of how I'll describe them to customers. That they bleed black looking sap that smells sour. Yep. Um, it's under there killing that cambium tissue and that phloem which creates a lot of problems for the tree. And we use that phosphite product frequently for that. Ceridium canker is a terrible disease that affects a lot of plants in the cypress family. Um, it, it attacks the vascular tissue and the cambial tissue under the bark, creates these sunken, discolored uh, cankers on the sides of the trunk, on the branches, and it causes some pretty significant uh, what we want to say, visual damage, uh, aesthetic damage on the trees. And then over time, it starts to take a real toll on their health.